What's up, guys? It's Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Murder. episode of Speaking of Murder. We're really excited to have you here. We're excited to be back for another murder case. And Sarah's telling our case today, correct? Yes. All right. All right. We're going to talk about the Richardson family murders today. Are we dealing with another family annihilator? Yes. Oh, boy. It seems to be like a lot of those. Yeah, there is. It's unfortunate. I'm going to say I picked this case because of something in it that I feel like Samantha's going to be like, what the fuck? Oh. She picked it just for you. She picks all of our cases for Samantha. That's because Samantha is like the absolute. I have no clue what the hell you're talking about half the time. Yeah. She's never heard half of the cases. It's way easier to make her go, what the hell are you talking about? Than it is to make you and Bobby do that. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to go to a little place called Medicine Hat. Ooh, I've heard of that. (laughs) I haven't, but that's one hell of a weird name for a town. It's in Alberta, Canada. Oh, it's Canadian. Well, that makes more sense. It'd be weird. Medicine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. (laughs) You realize we have towns called Butt. <laughs> you know what? Right. You're right. And You're right. I stand uh, corrected. I think there's one called like no consequence. I mean, we crap. literally on our last family vacation visited Uranus. <laughs> okay. This is true. Like not your your <laughs> anus specifically. But, um, I was about to say that kind of sounded like you <laughs> said you went to his anus. <laughs> Wait a second. We Hold to... on. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Uranus, Missouri. <laughs> we stopped in there. I don't even know what I was trying to say. Okay, we're in Medicine Hat, Canada, when a twelve-year-old girl meets who she thinks is the love of her life at a punk rock show. I am just going to disclaimer this. I know this story. Yeah, I figured you would. It seems right up the alley of cases you would. Is she by herself? I know this one. It doesn't say. Just says, I'm assuming yes, because I don't think her parents knew she was going to a punk rock show. Okay. So let's talk about... Jasmine Richardson for a minute. She's the 12-year-old. She attended an all-girls Catholic school until early in 2006. She was described as a good girl that followed the rules. Her family consisted of her dad, Mark, who was 42, her mom, Deborah, who's 48, and her younger brother, Jacob, who was eight years old. They lived in a quiet suburb, and neighbors said they were a loving family. Like, even some neighbors claimed to be jealous of them. That is, until 
Jasmine started to change in early 2006. She stopped following the dress code at school and was then described as being sassy by the nuns. Her friends started to become afraid of her, and she liked that. She wanted them to be scared of her. Oh, so she was going through a rebellious stage. Yes. She started wearing fishnets, dark makeup, and no longer wanted to follow anybody's rules. She was pretty much trying to be gothic. Okay, I mean, that seems standard for a 12-year-old in 2006. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I suppose. I don't Bobby's My like, God I'm stage was before that. <laughs> well, I know. But Bobby's I mean, like, I'm not a 12-year-old girl. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, back when I was a 12-year-old girl. Well, in 2006, we were, I mean, at the end of high school. So, like, but, like, the emo, punk, gothic phase was still, like, becoming a heavily popular thing amongst the youngins at that time. So, Jasmine at this punk rock show, met a man named Jeremy Steinke. Okay? He was 23 <laughs> years old. Why are we dying laughing? Steinke. <laughs> it's Steinke. It doesn't matter how you split that up. Whatever. It sounds the <laughs> It's same. cool because I'm only calling him Jeremy from now on because I knew you guys would think that way. Chainsaw stanky. Let's <laughs> focus on the fact, guys, that he's 23. Right. And, she's and 12. she is 12. So Jeremy did not have as good of an upbringing as Jasmine. His mother was an alcoholic. It was said that he was actually born an alcoholic as well. And her boyfriend abused him a lot, and he was bullied in school, so he dropped out. I feel kind of bad for making fun of his name now. Well, don't feel too bad. At the time they met, Jeremy had attempted suicide multiple times. He's like the, I am a goth, because I've been through all this horrible shit kind of person. More than she is a goth. See what I'm saying? Like... Well, I know, but uh, I feel like, okay, I get what you're trying to say. Right. I get what you're trying to say. He felt that, like, goth to him was not a phase, but almost like a birthright because of his upbringing. Right. Okay. And she just happened to find the local hot topic. Right. And just wanted to rebel against her parents and Catholic school and her, you know, her upbringing. Absolutely. Hot topic sponsor us. (sighs) Please yes, do, please. We, we like your clothes. Right. When they met, both were a part of this social media group. It's described MySpace. As, well, they were a part of MySpace. <laughs> they were a part of MySpace, but this one was specifically for goth kids, and it was like MySpace, but it was called Vampire Freaks. Heard of it? Yeah. Well, they were a part of it. Nice. on there jasmine said she was 15 on the social media platform jasmine said she was 15 not 12 and she went by the name runaway devil okay which 
Um, I wrote this in the in like parentheses because so that ended up being what she was called in the media in Canada because I was telling Bobby this like days ago in Canada if you were under age you're not allowed to print that person's name in any kind of newspaper or say it on the news if they you commit a crime and you're under age it's illegal so it was all J.R. or... Yeah, they either the... called her J.R. for Jasmine Richardson, or they called her Runaway Devil. They used her username for right. that platform. Gotcha. They weren't in... Still, because she committed these crimes under age, or she committed this under age, still in Canada, her name can't be printed or said in the newspaper. Gotcha. Well, even though she would definitely be an adult by now. Oh, she is, but even still, she was underage when it happened. At the time. Gotcha. So Jeremy went by the name Soul Eater. Oh, oh good anime. Come on. That's a great <laughs> anime. Don't don't tie yourself to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I've enjoyed watching Soul Eater. I haven't gotten all the way through it. I'm still watching it. But it seems like a good anime. Don't don't do that. Don't. Well, this was in 2006. Yeah. When did that anime even come out? I don't know. I don't. Well, now I'm curious. Okay. Well, I'm I can't wait for the answer. I'm gonna need to wait until Samantha is paying I attention mean, because this is the part of the story I've been waiting for her to hear. This I'm whole just time. saying. Oh, okay. Would, well, I was, so Soul Eater 2008. So it was a couple years after that, but still, I'm just saying it's the same thing. Like if if a murderer on death row is sitting in the chair and he's about to be executed, and he uses a fucking line from one of your favorite movies or something, it's like you cocksucker. Why did you have to ruin that for me? <laughs> now every time I hear this funny ass thing or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm gonna think of your dead ass. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Ruined it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, he coined Soul Eater as his username before, before the anime, well, at least was released in the US. I don't know when it was released originally. Okay, well, are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm so ready. he was Soul Eater and he claimed on this <laughs> social media platform and in real life to all of his friends and his new girlfriend, Jasmine. That he was a three hundred year old werewolf. Um, wait, <laughs> the fucking wait a fucking second. But werewolves aren't immortal. He wasn't trying to be immortal. But they don't live three hundred years. They have the same lifespan we do. If they existed, says who? <laughs> Bobby acts like he knows this matter of factly. Well, I've never heard any stories about lycanthropes who live extended periods of time. They have a normal human length life. I thought. I don't know all the lore of a uh, werewolf of lycan lore, but I don't feel as though they have like exact human life life expectancies. No, I don't think so either. I think they live longer. But I'm. S- Okay, it gets he's better. A tw- he's a 23-year-old man uh-huh. claiming uh-huh. that he is a 300-year-old werewolf. Yes, and he also carries a vial of his own blood around his neck <laughs> Big that deal. he drinks. I carry a whole 
body full of blood <laughs> every day, everywhere I go. <laughs> I was, I was so I was not wondering ready. where the hell oh, he was going with I that. Was not, that's not the line I was expecting. Like I wasn't expecting. That was nice. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Big deal. I carry a whole body of it with me every day. <laughs> so he he's so cool. Uh-huh. He's so rebellious that he drinks his own blood every day. Yeah. And he's a 300-year-old werewolf. Which werewolves, like, their thing is not about blood. No, that's the part about it that kills me. That's a vampire thing, but you wouldn't drink your own blood. No. You would be carrying somebody else's blood. You know what? This is totally believable. Oh, it is, because people said, (laughs) I'm in. It says that people claim that Jasmine 100% believed him. No. Mm -hmm. Well, I Mm -hmm. mean, she was fucking 12 years old. I mean, this is a very believable story. She was 12 years old. You can talk 12 years old to anything. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, people believe it was the other way around. That she manipulated. manipulated. She was the manipulator. So wait a minute. They met and she was like, you're a 300-year-old werewolf. And he was like, I am? And she was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, he already had that story. I completely forgot. I'm talking about what they actually did. I feel like she probably deep down didn't actually believe it, believe it, but no, she, she fed made, into yes. it. She fed into it because it made him happy and he would like fucking do shit for her. Yeah, probably. Well, but, <laughs> the couple talked on the phone constantly, messaging through social media sites and emailing each other. Jasmine would lie to her parents, telling them she was going to a friend's house, but would really be meeting up with Jeremy. Did he know that he knew that she was 12? Or did he think that she was 15? As far as people make it make you believe, he knew she was 12. Ugh. I was going to say 12, 15, 23. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, think I any of it looks good. Right. I know 15 doesn't make it better, but... You know, like, it's... Closer. It's closer. It's a few more years, you know, like in his head, potentially. Well, not to make you feel any worse about this relationship, but they were very much sexually active well, with I each mean, other. Well, I mean, that... I wasn't I that. expecting anything well, out. I mean... I, it's part of the story, Bobby. <laughs> so... Gross. Like, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Well, her parents found out about the relationship. They reacted like normal parents and forbid their daughter from seeing him anymore. I I even wrote this on here. I was kind of surprised they didn't press charges against him for some kind of statutory rape. But there was nothing saying that they did. Well, I mean, if she's obviously it doesn't matter in the united states well i know that they well, could I still file for consent. that i don't know what their laws are up there yeah, regarding I don't that know stuff either, but, but you would i imagine uh, i don't see why it wouldn't be illegal for someone in their 20s to sleep for to sleep with a, a preteen that's yeah. it's got to be illegal up there well either way Jasmine and Jeremy started exchanging even more emails at this point because it was well, yeah, harder easier, for them to easier see to each hide. Other. Yeah, and yeah, easier to hide. Jasmine, in one email, wrote about her family. I have a plan. 
It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. His reply was, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with, like, details and stuff. All I see is eye rolls. Ugh. Then in an online blog journal, like, dumbass, he wrote, their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done, especially when I see to it that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, they shall be silenced. Their blood shall be payment. This was written three days. So he was just like, I'm going to write a cute little poem about killing her parents. And put it on the I mean, internet. that is so what a three-year-old uh, yeah, werewolf would do. <laughs> right? That was three days before they commit murder. The night before, somehow they got together and they watched Natural Born Killers. Oh, surprising. That right. Good movie, though. Wow. Because Jeremy would later say to a detective that it is the best love story of all time it's the best love story ever written Mm, no (laughs) No. for a couple of crazies yeah sure (laughs) yeah well on october 23rd 2006 jeremy put on a mask brought a large knife and snuck into the family's home her mother deborah heard a noise downstairs and went to investigate She was immediately attacked by Jeremy. He stabbed her over and over. Her screams alerted Mark, who ran downstairs. He tried to help Deborah by grabbing a screwdriver to fight off Jeremy, but it didn't work. Jeremy overpowered him. He stabbed Deborah 12 times total and mark 24 times nine of nine of which were like deep into mark's back all right so this is where i'm going to tell you to brace brace yourself i know because she has an eight-year-old brother correct while this was happening jasmine had gone into her brother's room covering his ears so he could not hear their mother screaming. She wasn't trying to comfort him, though, even though people claim her brother probably would have taken it this way, like that he was try- she was trying to protect him, but she wasn't. When Jeremy entered the room, he gave Jasmine the knife. She stabbed her brother four times, and then Jeremy slit his throat from ear to ear. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Jasmine would claim her brother had to die because he no longer had parents. But she also later said in police interviews that she hoped that killing him together would strengthen their bond. So it was like some weird... That's the most bullshit reason I've ever heard. She killed him because he no longer had... Yeah, I don't know why that's always a thing. Like, oh, I killed my siblings because they no longer have parents. Bitch, you're 12. What does it matter what age you are? Don't kill your fucking siblings. Even if they don't have parents, do you not have any other fucking family? Don't don't kill your fucking parents. How about that? I'm just saying. Don't make your siblings orphans. If you hate your life that bad, then fucking disappear. Run away. (laughs) 
I don't know if we should condone running away. And I'm not I, running away is if better than fucking killing your parents. Yeah, if the options are kill your let parents, me kill my parents and my siblings, or running away, then run away. Become a missing persons report <laughs> instead of a murderer. Well, after the murders, the pair just fled the scene. They're like gone. The next day, because this kind of happened in the middle of the night, so. In the afternoon that same day, kind of, a six-year-old neighbor boy who was friends with Jacob came over to ask if he wanted to come play. And nobody answered the door, so he looked through the windows, and unfortunately, he's the one who saw Deborah and Mark laying on the floor. Jesus. Oh, boy. He ran home and told his parents that their people like their bodies are on the floor and they're they don't look like they're moving so he ran home he to tell his parents what he saw they came to the house and looked through the windows themselves and were like oh shit so they immediately called the police while looking around the home police noticed a picture on the wall of the family realizing that Jasmine was not in the home murdered like the rest of her family they originally thought she had been abducted by her killer i mean that's right. reasonable to assume that right they issued an amber alert for her and officers went to her school to search her locker and they found a drawing of two stick figures running from a burning house with three stick figures inside this house. She's a real artist. While other cops were searching her computer at this same time, they quickly figured out uh, she was not a victim. She was involved in the murders. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much left trails and evidence all over the damn place, I feel like especially online. Jasmine and Jeremy were arrested the very next day, 80 miles away. They were in Jeremy's pickup truck, and witnesses say that right before they were arrested, they were seen, like, laughing and cuddling with each other, like nothing had happened the day before. As soon as they were arrested, like, immediately... They started writing each other letters from prison. Oh, I thought you were going to say they started ratting each other out. It was all him. (laughs) It was all her. Like immediately turned on each other. Right. Uh, No, they were writing each other love letters. They were even more in love now. And one of them, Jeremy even proposes. Oh, Oh, how romantic. And Jasmine accepts. I'm a 23-year-old proposing to a 12-year-old. Sounds romantic as shit. Oh, yeah, through... Prison Prison, mail. Yeah, through prison mail. Well, at no point in any of these letters do either of them talk about having any kind of feelings of remorse for what they did. They are only worried about their love for each other. Well, yeah, when... Okay. When Jeremy says that Natural Born Killers is like the greatest love story ever... It's hard for me now to believe that Jasmine, like, manipulated him into doing these things. I feel like 
there was no real manipulation between either of them into doing this. They were doing it all out of their yeah love I, I for each other. That. I kind of lean towards that also. It was they both equally wanted to do this. Well, Jasmine pled not guilty. She then started claiming that it was all Jeremy. There it is. Yeah. She she had hypothetically said they should kill her parents, but she didn't actually think it was going to happen. That's what she told the judge. Bullshit. She also claimed he forced her to kill her brother. At her trial in 2007, a jury convicted her of three counts of first-degree murder. She was 13 at this time, and Canada is not like America, folks. So in Canada, the maximum she could be sentenced to was 10 years. That was it? Yes. Which is what she got, but four of those years would be spent in a psychiatric hospital, and another four she would be under supervised probation. So technically that's only like two years in actual prison. She would also get the title of the youngest person to be convicted for a triple homicide in Canadian history ever. She's the youngest. I don't think it's a title you really want. No. No. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's not just like a title that I'm shooting for, you know? Yeah. Jeremy also pled not guilty, even though he admitted to the murders multiple times while he was in prison. He received three concurrent life sentences with the with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Again, Canada's a lot different than America when it comes to they believe in rehabilitation. That's yeah. like their main goal. And the US believes in incarceration. Yes, it does. Yep. It's claimed that Jasmine grew up and understood the dev- the devastation she created and regretted what she did. But it's not seen anywhere of her ever apologizing or outwardly in the public showing remorse. In 2016, at the age of 23, she was released on parole with the stipulation that if she stayed out of trouble until 2020, her record would be expunged. They would just drop it? Yep. It would no longer be on her record. She aided in the death of her parents and her little brother, and they're just going to drop it for good behavior. Yeah. So that she could live a normal life. And also, they let her change her name. So she changed her name, and as far as anyone knows, she's living a normal life because nobody got to know what her name was changed to. And two years ago, her record would have been expunged, assuming she didn't get into any trouble. And it's not anywhere that she ever got into trouble again. Mm. So that sounds like the best plan. She's a free woman. Uh, (laughs) In Canada, there are some people that are fighting for Jeremy, saying he got too harsh of a punishment compared to Jasmine. They're fighting for his release and say that she manipulated him into killing her parents because their argument is he was born addicted to alcohol and has all of the features physically and mentally of someone who was born 
an alcoholic. What, like fetal alcohol syndrome yes. or something? Okay. But he, like, apparently you get physical attributes of that and mental. So, well, I mean, he did think he was a 300 year old werewolf. Mm hmm. So they claim he doesn't have the capacity to mastermind this horrible of a crime. Yeah, but in his email specifically to her said, we need more details than just killing your parents. She offered the suggestion. Right. And he rebuttaled with, we need more details than that. But they've never said who created the more details. Was it her or was it him? don't have that information yeah i don't know either way i feel like this is a tough one because does she deserve to just be living a normal life when she took away her brother's life and her parents life no No. but can you hold someone accountable for something they did at the age of 12 when they're in their 20s i don't know that's like a tough it's a tough one There's a lot of things that I would say, yeah, you know, if they're 12 and they fucked up, you know what? You were fucking 12. Murder, I don't know. Murder is one of those that's hard to just like, oh, you know, excuse. Right. It's not as as excusable as like, you know, she like robbed someplace. Like she was a thief or something. Right. Like she shoplifted. Right. Like, okay, you did that when you were 12. Fine. You don't do that anymore. Haven't done it in years. I get it. But, oh, you aided in the murder of your parents and your little brother when you're 12, but have been in on good behavior and haven't murdered anybody since. Okay, so you're you're good. You're fine. Well, my whole thing with it is, you know, at 12, there is a certain level of your brain's not fully developed. You're still developing. And you have a long way to go, but you have developed that part of your brain at that point that distinguishes right from wrong. And so even at 12, you would thoroughly understand the fact that murder is not okay. So I would say, you know, if it was something else, yeah. But murder, I I think you at 12, you already know that that's extremely... Yeah. You have an understanding of murdering somebody is not something that you do at the age of 12. Exactly. Yeah, like it can't be undone. It's not something... Right. This isn't Halo. You don't just respawn. (laughs) No. It's not any video game. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't really, on a personal level, don't feel that there was a whole lot of manipulation going on between either party. No, I think they I both feel like they were so blind. Love. They were so blinded by the fact that they were overwhelmingly attracted to each other and like had a strange understanding of one another, even though she was 12 and he was 23. But given, you know, what I think, honestly, that's given it, his mental state might not have been that of a 23 year old. Even though he is physically 23, his mental state sounds as though he might not have been a 23-year-old. In maturity. In maturity and, like, mental state, you know, like. And that's what I was, exactly what I was going to say. You took the words out of my mouth. Right. Like, they used it as, like, like a, you know, 
to show their love for one another. Like, this is how much I love you. I'm not going to let anybody keep me away from you. Yeah. Because her parents were so against them being together because he was fucking 23 years old and she was 12. And they were also used to having this sweet, quiet girl that followed the rules and she was all of a sudden not that girl anymore. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well, that's the case of the Richardson family murders. Yikes. Well, that is a tough one. If you liked our telling of the story, let us know. Message us on Facebook, on Instagram. On Facebook, we're Missing Murdered Murdered Haunted Podcast. On Instagram, we're at Missing Murdered Haunted. And uh, you could also email us to let us know. And for the same email, you can also send us cases that you would like to hear. That's missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. Any of y'all got anything you'd like to add in? No. All right. <laughs> no, I'm th- I was like, uh, like thinking in my head, but uh, not necessarily, no. All right. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.